everybody. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Happy Monday. <laughs> Happy Monday. <laughs> Just another um, day in isolation. <laughs> ah, so here we are. Oh, yeah. Very interesting. Interesting day. Interesting energy. Interesting weekend that's happened. And it's the 13th today, isn't it? It is, it is, which is a very, very strong number in association with the divine or sacred feminine energy. Mm. Mm. And we love that number, don't we? We do, we do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I was really happy to see we were starting on the 13th and I particularly enjoy it because I feel, you know, it it annoys me that it's got like bad rap because it's like, no, 13 is good. There's 13 lunar cycles in the year. And it's like, yeah. and today it's your moon day, isn't it? It is. It is. It's moon day, um, which is, you know, the um, ancient before these days of the week that we know now, you know, most of the days of the week were associated with either um, gods or the planets. And so today is actually considered moon day, the association with the, uh, with the moon. And so it's really a feminine day it is all about connecting with your sacred feminine um, and how you do that is just connecting with your intuitive side um, kind of going within that whole place of just being the nurturing um, you know the sacred uh, you know I should say the 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 inner child and uh, nourishing your inner child whether it's playing you know watching TV, whatever it is that feels good. Honestly, it's less about doing. So a very powerful day for communication and divination and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I was, I was thinking about it earlier because um, I've always really liked Fridays mm-hmm. and I've always <laughs> done like, workshops and teaching things on a Friday a lot. And, you know, cause Friday is fire. That's mm-hmm. how they say it in Danish or Freya. And, and, you know, it's that it's that divine feminine. I was thinking, so if Monday's the moon and Friday's fire, what's the difference like between those two energies? There must be like different qualities of like the divine feminine coming mm-hmm. in. So if Monday, maybe that's like the more unconscious side of it. I don't know. I'm just like thinking off the top of my yeah. I mean, it's a really great. It's a it's a great question. A great thought. Yeah, process. I never thought about that. Yeah. I mean, with Freya, you know, being the goddess of um, love and fertility and, you know, um, she she gives you that whole, uh, I think, isn't it also, isn't Friday associated with Venus as well? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a theme there. There is really a theme there. Although I have to say, I have to refute that bit about Freya. It's a bit of a modern spin that she's the goddess of love mm. i mean they liked to take lovers where she was a bit a bit of a one mm. <laughs> enjoyed that sort of you know side of things but she was actually a sacrificial priestess wow and she was a really really powerful goddess i mean that was their way of like you know whether you want to get into the morals of it or not because we all sort of go a bit mm-hmm. when we think about sacrifices but it was their it was a way of raising energy to them and they didn't have the same sort of moral sort of things that we had but she was not some sort of love goddess okay she was really really powerful she was the one that taught Odin how to do magic and about oh yeah 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 so she's much more of a I don't know, like great goddess, really, mm-hmm. than some. Well, she does have that double you edge know. because, I mean, I mean, I've also heard, you know, the whole story about her being pulled by the chariot of the cats. You know, the 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 Norwegian. Yeah. I forget the name of them. The Norwegian. There are a version of the Maine Coon, but a more ancient version. I think they're lynx, lynx cats. Is it maybe? But I they're wild they... cats that are quite large. Yes, yeah. In Scandinavia. Yeah, and. Um, it's, it's, that has something to do with her being associated with a battle, with battle goddess energy as well. So, you know, I'm not really sure. <laughs> but Yeah, yeah no, she was. She was. And I mean, I won't bore you because I can go on about this for ages because, no, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm training, you know, I'm training as a Saith Kona or Nordic shaman. And Freya would actually 
she would get the first pick of the warriors that had died in battle. So she, and then she picked half and Odin picked half, but she got to pick first. Uh, <laughs> Which ladies doesn't, first. Doesn't get, yeah, it doesn't get mentioned a lot. It's wow. all about Odin, sort of halls. Of, but a lot of the feminine stuff has been lost. Yeah. And a lot of like people doing journeys and going very deep to, to I mean, obviously it's not going to be the same as like the traditions then, which have been lost, but people are really deep digging down deep into their souls and going on journeys and doing like shamanic journeys and finding a new way for us to connect to the divine feminine. But I suspect that it was a lot more secret and a lot more hidden and mm-hmm. it wasn't written down. And so that's why we don't, but there is a lot of stuff that's written down from, um, you know, the sagas mm-hmm. and the Edda, stuff like that. There is a lot of little clues that are really fascinating. Yeah. You know, I can... Oh, I would love, uh, when you're all said and done, <laughs> I, <laughs> I would love, love to, um, you know, listen to things that you have to share regarding that because I've always been very, very drawn to the, the Celtic and the Nordic. I told you this before. And, and it's interesting because they really do seem very similar but different. Um, yeah, very drawn to both yeah. of them, but even you know more the Morrigan from the from the Celtic yeah. belief yeah. is um, very similar to Freya in the battle aspect. There, yeah. she takes yeah. The, yeah. the the souls of the dead warriors and yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's it. And there were a lot of crossovers between the Celtic and the Nordic. They weren't separate from each other. They knew about each other mm-hmm. and you know communicating with each other. And there's things that have gone from one side into the other and you know, in the, the old Norse, they were in Ireland and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. places like that. They, yeah. they got to a lot of They were all of over the place. <laughs> they <laughs> really were, which is interesting because there's not a lot of information about that. Like they kind of keep it to, there were just certain areas, but I mean, there's, there's artifacts and information that has been yeah. un- uncovered that they were even in the United States. So, yeah, yeah I yeah. mean, and that was long before you know, Christopher Columbus came on over. So <laughs> lots of lost information. So this is, this is what me and Jamie are like. We start on something. We just like, oh, Thomas said to me, my husband, he said, so how long are you going to talk for? I said, well, not more than an hour. We'll see how we long try. we kind of keep. <laughs> we plan to try. That's our goal. <laughs> yeah, I said it could be less if we run out of things to say, but I don't think that's going to happen somehow. It's like... But I just wanted to just take a moment just to take a breath mm-hmm. and just tune in and just I'd like to invite everybody to do this that's listening or watching just let's all tune in to, to being together in this because this is I like to think of this as like sacred conversation mm-hmm. and, and we're wanting everyone to kind of like join in and be in this space and I'm going to try and remember to Look at the comments. That's what I just I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to invite you. To ask I did. Questions. I just pulled it up, and we do have um, Annette, uh, Karen. I don't know if I'm saying this correctly. Benty or Bent, uh, Deborah and Catherine, all watching right now. So thank you all for being here. I'm going to try to. I don't know if I can pull up the actual video because I'm afraid it's gonna, you're going to hear it talking. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't think I did. But then maybe I have my sound turned off, so I don't know. Okay. Oh, I can hear that. Now. Yeah. See, I hear it, and I don't know how to mute it. But that's the mm. only way that I can see the comments live. Otherwise, I can click on comments, but I have to constantly update them. Oh, that's my friend Annetta. Hi to you all from Roskilde, Emma. Hi, Annetta. Hello, Annetta. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being here, everybody. Yeah, it is like being on telly, isn't it? That's what I said to Benji. I said, Mummy's going to go and do her show. And he went, well, you're not going to be on television, aren't you? <laughs> I call it that I said, too. No, not really. Because I didn't really want him to know I was doing it because then he wants to come and be on mm. screen. Oh, <laughs> sweetheart. Fine, but then you can't get rid of him. <laughs> so he went, he went, yeah, it's going to be the Mummy show. The Mummy show. That's adorable. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, that's what I call it, too. I, I got to go do my show. <laughs> I've been calling it that with the moon day too. I've got to, I got to go do my show. Yeah. But I just, I wanted to go back to the, the reason why we started this. And that was because me and Jamie keep having 
conversations about like what's happening now. I like I would say something and she would say something. And then this whole kind of like meaning and story would start to emerge. And it only happened when the two of us started talking to each other. And I started getting to this image of, I mean, I know we chat to each other on Facebook and things like that and people post things and, but to actually have a conversation where more of us are involved and that's like all of you as well. I just had this feeling of us just like coming together as a soul group and just getting much more of a sense of meaning mm -hmm. from it rather than, because it's, it's like, I, I don't know if this is the same for you, Jamie, but when I read somebody else's words, yeah, it does mean stuff, but it's never the same as when I realize it myself. Mm -hmm. you know? And that happens more when you're part of the conversation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, person can just make one comment at the time and it's just like it just snaps in you mm -hmm. like that and I, I think there's just so much happening now it really that, is oh. and you know it's it, it's almost reminiscent of you know the days where you know um such as like Mary Magdalene um and Yeshua you know they would all come together and have these meetings where they they just came together and they just shared, they talked, you know, and the people that were with them that were listening to what was coming through, um, you know, it was, it was a very interactive thing. It's like a co-creation that's happening. And it, I really do feel like it's about we, what we're doing here by going live and just opening up space to talk with no, no motive, no, you know, rhyme or reason as where it's going is that everybody that's drawn here. I do feel like it's about what we're doing together is, creating sacred space and in that sacred space is when magic can really happen and what comes through is I feel like relevant for all of us together so it's like the web you know we're, we're weaving this 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 beautiful web of interconnected interconnectedness when we come together like this so yeah and then and then and then these messages and these meanings sort of come out of it from everything that we we brought together yeah. and and, I, and, it, and it leaves me feeling more connected it leaves me feeling more like that connection with community mm -hmm. but also I feel calmer yeah and, and like at the moment that I really need that yeah it's and like, it, well connection is so important I mean that's really you know mm -hmm. we're in isolation and I feel like part of this is I don't want to say like we're being punished or anything like that it's that's not the term but it, human language is is so lacking but it feels kind of like it's a, a lesson for us all to remember you know what happens when you take away something that you've taken for granted for so long is you begin to finally come into a place of recognition and appreciation. So I think that connection is so important right now when we're all in isolation, we are really coming together and we're still achieving that connection together. So I think that's, that's really important. And I think it's a great thing that we're able to have this space like this. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And, and I'm really grateful to have the technology that means it, Mm -hmm. I'm in Denmark and you're in New Jersey in the United States and we can sit next to each other on a screen and chat. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And all of you with us all over the world, although I, we don't have you on our screens, we still have you here with us. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll try to keep uh, checking into these. We have Angie Walters popped in, Tracy, Han. I don't know if I said your name right, so I apologize if I didn't. So welcome. Thank you for being here. Are you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can see it can now. You see it? I can see it. The only way I yeah. can see it is if I don't actually watch the live video. I can click on the comments, but I have to keep updating it so I'm not seeing them live in real time. Otherwise, you'll hear us in the background. <laughs> yeah, I can see Benta says hi from Denmark. There's Catherine Ritter. She's watching us from work. Lala Luna. Hi, lovely ladies. And Deborah, Deborah Gleister saying hello. Yeah. It is, it's a bit exciting, isn't mm -hmm. it? Yeah. Wow. So where do, you, where do you want to start today? Oh. Out of all the, I've got I've written down things. I've got scribblings all over a paper. But okay. Where do you want to start, Jamie? Um, well, speaking of the interconnectedness, I don't think it's just about the connection of oneness between humans that is being brought up for our um, recognition. 
I think it's about the interconnectedness of the all, the planet and mother nature as well right now. And I find it fascinating that while I'm in New Jersey and you are in Denmark, we are both experiencing very high winds today. And um, it's so high that I actually joked with Rachel and said I might end up in Oz later today or something because the, the winds are really extreme. Um, And this has been kind of an off and on theme here for us um, over here in uh, New Jersey, New York area. And that's interesting to me because there's no coincidences. Um, We are New York and New Jersey are the highest cases of coronavirus in the country. And it is it's pretty extreme. New Jersey is really kind of battling for 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 first place with New York right now because it's it's really extreme. But um, one thing I feel like I was hearing about that is that we are experiencing all of us as one, um, a purification by air. So the elements are very much part of us. Uh, we are all made up of the five elements um, and the earth as well. And being connected to that, when we start to understand and connect more with the energy, we can really start to move in flow with what is going on and it makes it less scary Um, It it allows us to be less resistant to the changes that are occurring because when we resist and we go into those places of fear, it actually hinders our growth and transformation and makes it that much more difficult. So this purification by air, I mean, sadly, if you look back at what just happened not too long ago with the bushfires between Australia, the Amazon, um, even California and the United States experienced it, um, that was a purification by fire. And why these things are so incredibly devastating, um, and it's obviously we don't want to celebrate it, you understand it, that it's a necessary part of rebirth. So now when we have the purification by air that's happening, and a couple of my friends and I joke that this is like the air dragons coming in right now and really clearing the pathways, um, the air is linked to our minds and our mental body. Our mental body is the consciousness and linked into the old paradigm. So what's happening is that we are clearing the mental process of and program of that old paradigm as that old structure begins to fall away to help us tap into the new paradigm or what we consider new earth consciousness. And it allows us to begin to see from a higher perspective in that new earth consciousness in the, uh, you know, the, the one, the oneness, the love, the clearing of all that doesn't serve us anymore with the control and, you know, toxic ways of being and living and, you know, all of that. So just a little bit of background of my personal feelings and, and messages that I've kind of been receiving over the last couple of weeks with these high winds, because it's on and off here all the time now. And I, I, I just love that because you were like, like reading the live elements that are happening around you in there. They're speaking to you. And as you were saying those words, I was thinking, oh, I've got something to share with you, Jamie. You're going to love it. There's that triggering <laughs> we talk about. <laughs> yeah. And then there's two things that came up for me. So one is a card that I pulled the last time we had our little practice. And I asked for a card. So can I have a card for the group, what the group is about? Okay. And I'll read that out to you in a minute. And that you're going to go, oh, oh, my goodness. And then then the other thing is, um, you know, you're talking about the amount of people that are passing at the moment. And, of course, that's something that we're all thinking about. And um, I came across this beautiful prayer for the dead. It's called a witch's prayer. And I want to read it. I want to read it out. And then we can people can send healing or prayers or blessing or just be in their emotions or whatever they want to do while I'm yeah what a great idea yeah I just I yeah it's just beautiful it's just absolutely beautiful so let me find I'll start off I'll start off with the card first so these are Judy Hall's um crystal cards and they have these really like it's called the the wisdom crystal wisdom healing oracle and they have these really high vibrational crystals that I've never mm. heard of and so I love using this because you know I get to access like different energies it's quite hard for me to buy things mm. like this in in Denmark 
And the card I pulled, and the funny thing was, I actually pulled this card myself like the week before. So it had been standing out by my desk for like, not in, no, like a oh. month or something. And then I put it back in the pack, I shuffled the pack, I cut it three times, and I asked for a card for the group. And I pulled the same oh, card. Oh my goodness. Wow. And it's an Anandalite. Oh my goodness. Anandalite, cosmic consciousness. Okay. You have it, so you have I got it. this from Mount Shasta. <laughs> this is funny because this is the first time I ever came across that crystal. I never heard of it. I went to Mount Shasta yeah. on the cusp of my part of my awakening, the beginning, I should say. And this came to me there. So very hard yeah. to see. I so, I so have crystal envy oh. right now. <laughs> Gonna have to send you some, have to get you one and send you one when um, I go over to England and it's easier for me to post something there. Yeah, but I'm, but I'm so happy for you that you have it, Jamie. <laughs> I love that you pulled that. I can't even, I've never seen that in a card before. So I'm sorry, I'll stop you talking. I'll let you. Just wait and, and hear this, right. You are here to experience cosmic consciousness. This is like, this is, I asked, what is the group about? Transform your goals and seek a new direction. You have exceptionally clear sight right now. Which is true, isn't it? Haven't you been finding that? Like since this coronavirus thing's going on, it's just like the sight is like, things are just getting so much clearer. Stripped to the bone as the old falls away. <laughs> Not despair. New life is infused. When you transform your awareness, humanity experiences a quantum shift. Wow. <laughs> wow. I wow, know. that's amazing. Isn't it? My goodness. Okay, because I'm going to need that deck yeah. now. <laughs> wow. This is one bad thing about our relationship. We're like encouraging each other to buy more Oracle. <laughs> I'm like, look at this one I found. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've already bought one that, you know, well, I did, I did ask you. I did ask you for them. Though, but like my own fault, isn't oh, it? Well. But uh, Sorry, I keep fiddling with my, I have these, I have these sort of ones that just, sort of, mm -hmm. I had to have, a, I have this thing called Meniere's disease, which is like an inner ear disorder. Mm -hmm. And I had to go and have like hearing tests because like I'm losing the hearing in my right ear. And they said to me, when they did the test, they went, you've got unusually small ears, like inside, like the holes are like yeah, really small. I know it does. And they, they're very, they're not very comfortable. So I do, have, I do sort of like, I feel like they're falling out all the time. I don't know whether they are, but I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> if I, I, might, I, might, I might grow out of it, but I don't think so. I think it's just going to be one of those things. I'm gonna I really wish that I could mute this and see everybody's comments live. Turn your volume down. Oh, you know what? Let's see if the... Well, see, I had it. I had the thing, the whole volume and everything is off. So I, it's interesting. It was it was still being able to play but when I turn manually turn the volume down that worked <laughs> so, genius genius <laughs> all right so um Angie Walters is actually um one of my soul sisters she's commenting she is uh, her business page is crystal essence healing and she is saying that Anna Delight comes from the Himalayans Himalayan mountains and um the deck that um that's the deck with the rainbow bridge, Jamie. Oh, wow. So um, she is a uh, crystal healer. She works with uh, crystal Reiki. She's been using, actually, she pretty much taught me a lot of what I know about crystals over the last, what, 14, 15 years, Angie. Um, so she, uh, she does work with Judy Hall's uh, crystal, crystal books and Bibles and whatnot a lot. So um, that's what I can't believe I've never gotten this one, this, this deck. So how do you say Anna Delight? I always pronounce it because it's like an, she has it written as Anna Delight. Um, but I think there is an N in there. An Anandalite. Anandalite. Oh, I like Anna Delight. Yeah. <laughs> Anna Delight. <laughs> and Anna Delight. It's easy to remember it that way too. We're just going to make up our own words for everything. But yes. Oh. Um, Lynette actually says Freaking that she, uh, hey, Lynette, thanks for tuning in, love. She says she actually has the same ear issue as you, and it's terrible. 
Oh, yeah, it mm. is. I've, I can't, can't see my comments now. Where are all my parts? I have to like refresh. That's it what I was something. having to do prior to this. So I'm sorry, everybody. This is a work in progress. We're figuring it out. <laughs> so I'm gonna... they know how it is. It's the same for them, yeah. isn't it? I'm going to try to leave mine up now so that I can see them. Let's prop them up. All right. So shall I read the prayer? Mm. Yes, please. I think that's a wonderful so this, thing. I saw this. I saw this. Somebody shared this. And then I shared the, the person's post. And her name is Byron Ballard. And she is, I believe, an American witch. She has a website, The Village mm. Witch. Okay. But she lives in Ireland. But yes, yeah, B-Y-R-O-N, Byron Ballard. And she has a book called Earthworks. And she said she, she wrote the prayer and it's in there. And it is just... It is really, it is really lovely. Um, so it's quite long. Take this as a time for like sending healing or, you know, just being with your own thoughts around things. But this is like a, a loving healing space for us. So a prayer for the dead. You have come to the end of this pathway in a journey to which we bear witness. You have come to the end of a pathway that is barred with a gate and a door. May this door open swiftly and silently. May this gate give you a moment's grace in which to rest your spirit before you venture through. We stand here with you as your companions, as your family, for you are beloved. But for now, we must remain here. We cannot go with you to this old land, not yet. For you will see the ancestors, you will see the beloved dead, you will walk among the divine beings that guide and nurture us all. You go to dwell in the lands of summer and apples where we dance, forever youthful, forever free. We can hear the music in the mist, the drums that echo our sad hearts. We can see your bright eyes and your smiles and so we open the gate, we push back the door. We hold the gate open. We glance through the doorway and with love and grief and wonder, we watch you walk through. Hail the traveler, all those remembered in love, in honor, Live on. Farewell, O oh best loved, O oh fairest, farewell. Wow. Mm. That's beautiful. I'd just like to add my own prayers that people who have passed over are able to go into the light when they're ready and when they need to go. And that we can hold that space for them to pass over. And so, you know, I'm really, I'm really struck by in this time with so many people passing and so much suffering and loss and mm -hmm. tragedy. We have this incredible time of light coming in. There's so much light mm -hmm. coming in and you know it's like this it's like this balance of like light and dark and it, it feels so incredibly balanced and, and I looked it up this quote and then I I got distracted by something else but there's that quote that says it was the best of times and the worst of times and that really that really yeah. describes it for me at the moment because it's just it's mm -hmm. unbearable the things 
mm, happening. And many, and many people, um, you know, even if you're not directly impacted, I mean, let's face it, we're all really directly impacted because we're all, you know, our lives are changed. We're all isolated. We all have to do things differently than we did. Um, But even those who haven't been directly impacted by the virus itself, as far as losing someone or being, you know, you yourself um, being, um, being ill, um, we're all feeling uh, a collective grieving, you know, and, and that was something I, I read. I don't, I can't, I didn't remember a few weeks back, um, but I had been feeling it. And I often tune into the collective. Um, I often pick up energy for the collective as part of that is for me to help to transmute what's going on. And, um, you know, sometimes, and, and maybe a lot of you can relate that you may just feel sad. You may just feel as though, um, you know, you might be feeling anger, you might be feeling frustration, and you might, when you find, you know, really stop and ask yourself, well, there's no real reason for me to be feeling this, or maybe there even is. But what's happening is that as a collective, we are, we're mourning. We are not just mm. for all of the souls we are losing at this time and all of our loved ones, but um, we're feeling Mother Earth, who is also grieving because she herself is dissolving the old and we are leaving behind old ways of life old ways of doing we will never be the same and that sounds bad but it's it's also not it's also the best of times it's also a a very beautiful thing that is occurring it is it is it is and um i used to be a mental health nurse and i did quite a lot of training in Um, psychotherapy and counseling and and stuff like that and I remember learning about how you know when you're going through changes in your life when you're leaving old things behind even if they're things that you hated and you wanted to get rid of the human psychology is kind of made in a way that it's hard to let go of things and there is always a grieving process even for the things that were crap (laughs) because then there's the loss of well, they should have been better, you know? So there's always grief, there's always loss, even if it's not easy for us to change. We are like biologically programmed to like keep doing the same thing. So it just, it is that card, it said a quantum shift. I really feel that. I really sense that. Because I'm not really much of a one to believe things. I'm not a great believer, you know? I believe the things I experience myself or that I read and listen to or hear and I hold them to my own heart and I go, yeah, that mm-hmm. feels true. That's, you know, so I tend to talk about what I experience rather than mm-hmm. what I believe because I can get into, well, mm-hmm. that's just me. That's just, that's how I function. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, I I think I might, I might be the opposite where I, it's kind of sort of because I will feel something intuitively. Um, and it's part of just like, it becomes part of just like something that I believe, you know, that I just, but it's because it resonates within my soul, you know, it resonates within my heart. Mm. And so I'll only share that in which does like I can read thousands of posts and information from many sources from many people. And, you know, I, I won't just accept it as truth though. It really does have to, <clears throat> it really does have to speak to my soul and my heart. And it, I'll just like, yeah, you know, this is it. But more often than not spirits or the universe or my higher self will actually show me something through experience to help validate it. Because I'm also very much like you where it's like, well, I've got to, I've got to feel it. I've got to experience it some way for me to really accept it as truth. Yeah. And I, and I think, I think that's it. I think we're talking about the same thing. I just have a thing about this word believe, but it's just like a personal thing because like we all put different like meanings Mm -hmm. on different words. Like to me, something this belief, it's almost like something that's been imposed Mm. upon me from the Mm. outside. So I'm like, yeah. And, and quite often we, these unconscious beliefs we didn't know we had but we were running that whole program you know that's a really great point um because I think as we move more and more into this newer way of being uh, a huge part of that is coming back to self 
coming back to your heart source because your heart source is in essence source and that's truth. And so it is less about what we um, are told, what is being presented to us. And we are being guided as a collective to more and more listen to really what we feel resonates with our soul to really look through and find your truth in everything that's shown to you. And that's part of, I think, coming, coming into this higher, higher way of being this new earth consciousness is, is, is getting back to our intuitive nature. And that is the sacred feminine, you know, really listening. I know I was thinking, I was thinking about this. I can't remember why it was something to do in connection with this, but I was thinking about, so again, like when I was a mental health nurse, we were taught to sort of, um, you know, so we had a lot of clients who maybe were um, schizophrenic or, you know, had very, very fixed beliefs about things that, you know, other people would think were mad. And we were taught to kind of like, you didn't come, you didn't say to someone, I agree with you. And you didn't say to someone, I disagree with you. You just sort of stayed in a place that was open without confirming or denying what, what they were feeling. And that is kind of my attitude. I've learned that because like, I have this really skeptical brain. I have a really analytical brain that just analyzes things. And it's really useful in some settings, but you know, it can be very like, <laughs> and I don't take any notice of it. I know I go, yes, thank you for that information. I always keep my mind open to things because things that I thought are lunatic, I've actually experienced very, very deeply, like five years up, mm-hmm. up the road. And it was like, oh, now I get it. Because it's, it's when I say experience, it's like that, that thing of experiencing it in your mm-hmm. own body, where it like, become, you become yes. the thing, mm-hmm. you know, and then, and then you can't deny that experience. So I've learned, I've learned to be open to things without confirming or denying. So I'm in a space of openness. And I was, I don't know why I was thinking about this, but like over the years, so I've worked with Ascended Master Sarah since I think she turned up about 2006. It was the year after I first went to Hawaii and that was 2005. And quite a few people, it's interesting, quite a few people feel they are like Sarah incarnated. And quite a few of those people have written to me over the years saying, you know, I'm Sarah. And Sometimes they actually ask me, you know, what do you think about that? Often they don't. It's an implied mm-hmm. question. Like they want me to say whether I think they're Sarah or not. And I don't, I don't feel like it's my space to actually do that, actually. Mm-hmm. It's not my business to say who they are and who they're not. That's something we have to, like, find out for ourselves. And it's like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't confirm and I don't try and but it's interesting, you know, that I hold this possibility yeah. that there are these people that are soul aspects of her. Yeah. But they come into an incarnational line of ancestors and they still have all the ancestor stuff there. That's why I was thinking about it, I think, because of all yeah. the work so many of us are doing, you know, there's so much ancestral healing to do. That's so important. And so, yeah, someone might be a soul aspect of Sarah. I, but that doesn't mean there's something like Jesus no, walking the and earth I think that's a really able- good point to bring up. I, I love that you said that the soul aspect, you know, because when you were saying that, um, I actually remember I was talking to someone, um, and I believe it was when I was in Glastonbury, that there are so many um, women coming forward now feeling as though they are Mary Magdalene incarnated, reincarnated. And here's the thing about that. I, first of all, I don't want to diminish anybody's feelings that you may or may not be, but I, I would like to share and touch a little bit more on what you just said um, as a, as a means of being a little bit more open to possibility I feel like these souls that we're talking of, uh, Yeshua, Mary Magdalene, Ascended Master Sarah, were such big energies in their time that when they, first of all, they left behind lineages. Okay, so let's, we, we will acknowledge that. They did leave behind physical 
lineages. But then also, now you bring in reincarnation, we have soul aspects of these energies that we're connected to. So now you're talking ancestrally, not even just blood related. This is still in your DNA. So one, you could just be having the, um, the soul memories of them that you're carrying with you. But one other thing that I also saw when you were talking is that their energy, once they ascended and new souls began to create these souls that were carrying their lineage, it's almost like it was seeds that were sent out across, um, you know, across time. And these people are carrying seeds of those beings. So in an aspect, they are them incarnated, but not solely them, that there are many aspects of Mary Magdalene walking around because this is what we need here. And they will do her work and continue. Same with Ascended Master Sarah, you know, and I feel very strongly that these beings that do come to us in some form of meditation that, you know, or come to us in messages um, that come to us as channel, you know, for us to channel their energy. I feel like we are aspects of them or somehow soul ancestrally connected that we are meant Mm -hmm. to carry their messages, their seed, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, these things, they are, they are like a, a wonderful mystery. And I, I do like to think about them and talk yeah. about them. And, and that's and why wonder. it's so great about what you said about how you sometimes have the analytical mind that comes in, because that's necessary. It is necessary. And then the belief or the intuitive mind is just knowing, just believing and trusting what you feel. You have to, they have to be in balance. You know, this is the left and the right hemisphere of the brain that is being um brought into unification at this time with the mental clearing that's happening. Um, So it's important to analyze for sure, to look deeper into something, but also to have those moments of being open, like you said, to not try to stick something in a box like I am Ascended Master Sarah incarnated here on earth. You know, um, you may be a aspect of her, but opening up to it's not so black and white anymore. Well, I think I think the way I mean for myself personally, I mean like years ago, I had a dream. I had a dream that I was Mary Magdalene, and um, I've had quite a few dreams about Mary Magdalene. And I remember in another dream, I was you know because I channel, I was there was a demonic force there, and it was really scary. And I opened up and I chair it channeled Mary Magdalene like out to this demon, and wow. it just went puff like that. And it was great because like in, in one of the books I've got, um, a guy called Tao Malachi, really fantastic, this book. It's called The Gospel of St. Mary Magdalene. He calls her Queen wow. of Demons, actually. She, like she has that, she has that power of the dark feminine. And it just, it really speaks to me. It, it really speaks to me. But I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't think I think I'm, I've never had an, a personal insight where I felt like Mary Magdalene, but even if I was or wasn't. It's, it's not like, important to get stuck in it anyway. What's important is what I do now. Exactly. <laughs> How I live my life now, because we are all incarnation of the divine. We all have a divine spark. We're all part of the divine. We're all equally yeah. important. Right. And a lot of people... Um, You know, it's the same situation with past lifetimes. Many people want to understand past lives. They want to know their past lives. They want to go into it. And that's, I feel like it is important to understand your past lives because it understands where you came from. It also helps you understand your karmic lessons that you might be repeating in this lifetime. And I'm, um, I am an ad, an advocate for, um, spirit showing you what you need to know so that you can work through now to clear it across space and time but the important part that a lot of people forget is that they get stuck in those lifetimes and they don't they don't they want to go back there you know and the 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 importance is to take all of the wisdom from all of your lifetimes from all of your ancestral um 
relationships or, or lineages and carry it with you now as one, as part of the work that you do here to use it, whether you learn from it, you know, and Angie Walters actually left a comment for us. And I felt like it was, it was really interesting. It said us being of the one, which is the one consciousness, we are them at the same time. Like we are all part of each other, the same as with divine beings. I think that's really really beautiful and it's very difficult for people to understand that because of our consciousness being still kind of in the old program um but i think that that's kind of where we're moving into understanding we're all each other we're all part of it yeah and there are there are a lot of ego traps in all of this as well because i think like for some people you know because like i say i don't want to judge anyone and for some people it is an important part of their journey that they understand they're an aspect of Mary Magdalene or Jesus or or whoever but I've always sort of wondered about you know if you do feel you're someone like that like egoically there must be a lot of pressure to feel like you have to do things if you're not then well why aren't I am I am I failing so I think you know that will take a lot of depth of integration and but I, you know, I do Lots think it's possible. I do think it's possible. I feel like the best yeah, thing yeah, yeah. if someone finds themselves in those situations, because like you, I've had those situations happen where I'm like, no way. No, I'm not, I'm not even going to dare say that out loud. Um, you, you, you know, and I think that's the important part of it is that you take the information and you just absorb it. And I think the best thing that you could do is ask this aspect of yourself how do I use this information in my current life and going forward? And then just go from there, not to really fixate on it um, and to find that. Because if you, you know, it's like the the person that doesn't want to talk about it, that doesn't really want to put it out there and say, well, I am Yeshua in the flesh, you know, person that doesn't want to do that is maybe coming from a, a place of humility and being humble. And I think that's important versus us going far left, finding the balance between the humble and also accepting this aspect of yourself is mm. very important because if you're give, if you're being presented it, there's something you're meant to do with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Interesting yeah, exactly. topic. Yeah, <laughs> it is. And I can just see, I could just see my other friend, Hannah from Law School is also writing. Hi, Hello, Hannah. Hannah. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Hi, Rosemaria. Welcome. And Dawn, I know there's a bunch of you popping in that we didn't get to acknowledge, but um, we always check our comments after the end as well. But we really, we really do want to hear from you because it, it adds, you know, your thoughts and what we're saying and any questions you have, it's, it adds, it gives so much richness to the conversation and also, you know, it's really yeah. interesting. We all we all have a piece mm-hmm. of the puzzle. Yeah, absolutely. And so if anybody wants to comment or uh, touch on what we were just talking about, feel free. Um, you know, if if we don't get to you during the live and, and uh, we can always check back those comments after we're done here. I'm just looking at my my scribbling. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, when we were, we were talking a while ago and you were saying a couple of weeks, I think you were saying about a barter economy. You were saying that something about, yeah, I was, um, I can't remember how this came up. I was washing up in the kitchen and Thomas, my husband, I said, he said to me about barter and I said, what's that? And he said, oh, we were just reading this thing about, I know that was it. That was it. We were talking about, you know, like, because like so many places are in lockdown and the economies and I said, oh. God, wouldn't it be great if we could just get rid of all the economies? Because everybody can do stuff. We could all do stuff. Let's all just, you know, like this was like how Star Trek was when I was a kid. I loved Star Trek. And on Star Trek, people just did the stuff that they wanted to do and everybody just shared. And I was like, I want to live in that world. So, you know, reading all this stuff about the economy, you know, even though I know it's not realistic at the moment, it's like part of me is just longing for let's not have an economy. Because that the whole money thing just creates, you know, a lot of madness. And Thomas said, oh, yeah, we've been reading this thing about Argentina because they've had several, like, really bad crises with their economy with huge inflation. And so 
people have set up like barter economies and and the, the in most recently when it's happened because they were doing it very locally and they were having like barter clubs so people would mm-hmm. get to know each other and they would use it to like supplement their income so like people would like work part-time and then go home and make loads of pizza or knit loads of dolls and then go to their barter club and then barter it for stuff that they needed and now um it's sort of gone into facebook groups so you do all the arranging on facebook first and then you go to the club and you meet and then you just sort of do the do the arrangement there and i just wow. thought that was really interesting because you yeah we were talking about it about- um, when we were kind of brainstorming the idea to start um the co- uh evolving into the cosmic heart and um it's funny because right after we talked about it i sent you that message i was like oh my goodness my husband texted me and was like Jamie, where did you find toilet paper? I have a friend who are a coworker whose wife just had to trade a banana, uh, a, a thing of bananas for like a couple rolls of toilet paper with her friend. And she thought it was just absolute madness. So I was trying to find, he was trying to find out where I had gotten toilet paper to let them know. And I was like, honestly, <laughs> I was like, it's so funny that you just sent me that message because that's bartering. And, um, in days yeah. of old, before we had, um, you know, back when we kind of had like ranks and, uh, you know, monarchies, um, not everybody was as well off as the next person. And so in of communal settings like villages, uh, they did have, especially people who were like us, the healers, the blessers, um, they didn't have means to work and they were often people who really just lived off the earth and so what they would do is they would offer their services to the village when the village needed healing or medicines or some sort of remedies and then the villagers would take care of them they would give them a chicken so that they could um, you know be taken care of and have their own eggs to eat or they would give them a bag of grain or something like that so everybody kind of like took care of one another and so bartering is a really wonderful way to um kind of, you know, come together and help each other with things that I might have that might be useful to the next person. And healers and energy workers or intuitives, they're all beginning to actually do that a lot as well, I've noticed, where, you know, um, instead of, you know, you paying me, Rachel, for a healing session, you would offer me a channeling session in exchange. You see what I'm saying? So this is a very beautiful thing. It is, it is, very old custom, like long before coins and, uh, you know, money systems came in, but, um, it's kind of, it's, it's a, it's a wonderful way to keep that open mind when money does not need to be exchanged. People can help each other and that's important because we're, we're helping one another. Yeah. I, I feel really, really drawn to it. I mean, because I've, I've always done that, like, exchange sessions with people or, or, or whatever. And it's been a source of, like, nurturing for me because it means I can sort of get sessions from people that, that are really nurturing but perhaps mm-hmm. I couldn't afford by, you know, offering my time. But I feel like I feel like this is something that we need to go into deeper. And it's especially that aspect of community that appeals to me because – there's this engaging with another person and a caring and a and of course you know my mind's thinking yeah how, how would you protect yourself against people who were trying to rip rip you off and you know this and I'm sure you know that's the thing mm-hmm. about money isn't it is is that that's us all taken out of it the, the attachment to money yeah but I mean I don't know what, yeah and I, I don't know what the answers are but I know I have a longing I have actually a longing for, for for doing that and I'm also thinking practically people might actually have to start doing this mm-hmm. sort of thing and yeah it, could it really could nice. be um I do really th- and I have to tell you um I find it fascinating because I've always been drawn to it as well and um I I spent a lot of time reading like ancient history and things um in my 20s and um, really connecting with the old ways and uh so bartering is one of the things that really drew me but also is it called teething 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 tithing tithing I can never pronounce it forgive me um tithing is also something that I've always connected to and I've worked with which is always giving back 
uh, I think it's something they put a number on it, but I don't think it really needs to be a number, but something, let's just say 10% of what you earn, you give back in some way. And I've always resonated very deeply with that, which is why I do my moon days every week. This is a way for me to give back. Another thing that I do is, um, and I'm just saying these things for ideas for others to kind of maybe see how, it, if it might benefit you in some way. Um, also, I, uh, I have a healing um, uh, kind of motto for animals that I will only accept a donation. I don't care what it is, you know, whatever that might be. If it's an exchange, it's an exchange. Um, I will heal animals for whatever you want to give me. It does not have to be any money whatsoever. Um, so, and I say heal, you know, healing, energy healing. Um, so that's, I think it's something also to maybe for people to take into consideration, some sort of giving back in some way is very, very important. Um, but when I, uh, it was a long journey for me becoming a Reiki master healer. And I really, and I first, the first attunement happened for me for my level one in 2008 and how that happened. And I tell all my students, this was the Reiki master who I was working with um, way back then I was in a high priestess circle and I was training to become a high priestess. And part of the requirements was that I had to receive at least level one certification in Reiki healing. And I didn't know what that was back in 2008, you know, and I'm like, this is, this sounds it just sounds next level, <laughs> you know, like back then embracing the idea of energy healing for me was very new. So, um, I went to the Reiki master and I had said, who happened to be one of my, my sisters in the circle. And I had said, you know, this is uh, a lot of money for me to come up with at this time for something I don't fully understand. Um, I don't really know what to do about that. And she said that she would meditate on it and come back to me. And when she did, she said her guide said that I was absolutely supposed to become a healer. This was my journey. This was my path. And so she would let me make payments however I needed to. And then the remaining courses, which were level two, and then your master's, your master teacher, all were done through bartering. I did not pay anything for the rest of it. Um, we, worked, we worked things out with services that I could provide and helping her. And so it, it's an amazing thing. And when it's meant to be, it's meant to be, it'll just happen. So opening to the idea of bartering is amazing. I think it's a great thing that you brought up. Yeah. Yeah. And it's something I definitely want to like think about more and think about how I can work with yeah. that. And, and finding the yeah. balance too, because I mean, realistically, you know, some of us, we obviously can't pay our electric bills with bartering. So, Sadly, maybe one day, but right now we can't. So some of us, this is our way of living. This is our yeah. way of life, earning a living this way. Um, yeah. So maybe adopting another idea with the, uh, the way you perceive money can shift things. The way we pay out money, releasing it, is that money is just a form of energy. It's a form, it's a form of love. Yeah. Um, often people will refer to it as energy exchange. So understanding, putting love attached to money, I think shifts the way that we hold on to it so tightly. And the, the tighter that we hold on to the concept of money and the old programming of it, it pushes it further away from us. It blocks our ability to be mm. open to receiving abundance. So just maybe trying to shift your perspective on money it is, it's, it's just the form of exchange and relinquishing it, you know, and not feeling so afraid to let it go or afraid of not having enough of it or it coming back to you is a, it's a big one. It's a big yeah. concept, but it I, is. but it helps. It is. It is. And I, and I, when, as you're talking, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about, so so like I said, you know, years ago, I went to Hawaii and I went a couple of times. And around that time, I had a lot of like spontaneous past life memories of being in wow. Hawaii. And um, I'm really happy, the sort of happiest lifetime I've ever remembered. I was like a hula dancer. And I was like, oh, a hula dancer. You know, that's not that special. And then I realized as I learned more about Hawaiian culture. It was like the dancers, they were like channeling 
so much like stuff through the dance and I was like oh wow that's so profound I want to do that I want to do that and just sit there and channel it it's like with your whole body it's like amazing but um but um I just hold that like Lemurian energy so deep in my psyche it's like it feels like it's at the foundation of everything and then I worked with it for a lot of years and I sang a lot of Hawaiian chants and I did workshops and then it just sort of tailed off. I, I started working with Sarah and it's never gone. It's never gone away, but I haven't worked with it like at the front. And then, you know, the last couple of years it's been, I've been working with this Nordic shamanism or old Norse and Sather and, and that's a whole other thing. But actually I feel like the Nordic shamanism and the Hawaiian spirituality just complement each other so beautifully and it's like it might not be it might not be obvious to a lot of people they'd be like don't really say that but it's like it's almost like the Nordic shamanism is like a container because it's like it's so pragmatic and it's so grounded and yet it reaches up to these incredibly high energies it's got the high and the low or I, mm-hmm. I don't really like high and low as words but you know you've got words so there we go And it's almost like the Nordic spirituality is like a container for these Lemurian energies to come into. Because like what you're talking about with the money and we connect to these these incredibly high energies coming in. We'll have to talk about that next time because we're we're, um, out of time now. But it's just it's this whole thing about how do we bring these energies into our life? Because like. You know, I said I was a nurse. I'm a very practical, pragmatic person. Every time spirit presents me with something, I'm kind of like, yeah, but so what? What can I do with this? How is this going to make a difference to my life? How is this going to make a difference to everybody else's life? I want to know. I kind of there, like, wanting to know how do I use this in my everyday life? And, of course, we can. And that's the the bringing it through and the, the grounding mm-hmm. it. And, you know, and I guess that's partly what these conversations are about it's also the inspiration but it's also a way like bringing these things through and then going and what do we do what do we do with this oh well I read this and I had that and you know for people to write in and and Mm -hmm. share things and yeah we've got some comments here I don't know if you want to read them really quickly before we get out of here um we've got let's see Rosemary says last night I went to bed thinking I needed to exchange Reiki with someone so that's really wonderful. Then I would I would say, Rosemary, this might be your confirmation, love. <laughs> so that's 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 beautiful. Hey, MJ, welcome, beautiful. Thank you for being here. Um, Angie said we did the same. Jamie, love that idea of bartering. Absolutely. Angie Walters, as I said, she is a uh, crystal Reiki master, and I attuned her to Reiki, and she attuned me to crystal Reiki in exchange. So beautiful way for people to be able and it doesn't have to just be you know energy services everybody if if you um if you make jewelry you know and the next person um you know uh has these i don't know let's just say these beautiful um things that they create and offer you know approach the situation of bartering don't be afraid to do that, you know, because it might be completely foreign to that person and they don't know anything about it. But you just opening up that door, planting the seed, they may not be open to it, but you may have planted a seed for them to be able to slowly begin to understand it. You know, so I think that's um, I think it's a it's a it's a great thing to try to because like Rachel said, how do we how do we anchor these things? We get all these ideas, all this stuff comes up, but it's like, how do, what do we do with it? I think the more you just start to understand and try to work with it, it'll just begin to anchor itself. And I'm going to think about what is the difference between the quality of energy, divine feminine energy on a Monday <laughs> and a Friday. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, different. And that's, every, and that's yeah. everyone's homework Good. for next I'm week. I'm going to say... <laughs> start of the week that whole fresh like all right here's the beginning and then come Friday is like Friday feels more like play for me where Monday seems more like the um if I were to think of as in the feminine aspect I would sit down and I would I would be going within to do the preparation work whereas come Friday it's time to actually like break free and be feminine in a way that's more playful nurturing of that inner child if you will but that's just my take I like 
I like it. Let's talk more about it. Let's talk more about it next time. And yeah, I am. A, I should have been a teacher, really. You are a teacher. We just had a, I need a. I, yeah, I know, but that's, I need a Hogwarts <laughs> university. I could sort of be a lecturer, and I could like give people all sorts of Rachel's magic. Of magic. I would just love. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I just want to I want to teach spells and potions <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> that's the fun <laughs> see and that's the fun of the feminine is, is it's all about just being playful as well and being unleashing so wonderful thank you everybody for tuning in with us this has been fun I hope that you enjoyed it and if you have questions or comments or insight to add please drop them in the comments and Rachel and I will over the next couple of days, maybe go over, see if there's anything that we missed. Yeah. Or things you want us to talk about as well that you yeah. think are interesting. Right. Thank <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Jamie. It's, I knew we'd have to shut up. <laughs> if we don't make ourselves stop, we will not. <laughs> I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> All right. Well, it's been lovely. Everybody have a wonderful rest of your week and I uh, hope to see you again next week. Yeah. Blessings for the week ahead and hope to see you again. Bye from New Jersey. Bye from Denmark. I'm going to stop the Bye. 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 Yeah.